This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1251, How to Talk About Love on IELTS. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Happy Valentine's Day. Today, we're talking about love because there's a good chance you'll be asked about loved ones on IELTS. You'll learn idiomatic language as well as slang for describing those you care about on IELTS speaking. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Happy Valentine's Day, Aubrey. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Jessica. <laughs> I never really celebrate Valentine's Day anymore. I just don't like the pressure. Why does it need to be different than any other day? We don't really usually do much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think for people who, I, I feel like Valentine's Day is only significant to like new lovebirds, you know, yes. <laughs> or people who like have not been together for very long. But like, how long have you been married? Oof, almost 20 years. Okay. So yeah, I, I, it has changed at first. Yeah. <laughs> when we, I love that lovebirds. When we were new lovebirds, we did. We did. We'd go out to a fancy dinner, get each other presents. No more. <laughs> those, oh, those you can still get each other presents. No, um, so here's like a couple presents. bonus. I love presents. We have different love languages. <laughs> that is a side project for all of you listeners. Look up love languages. It is fascinating. And it's an interesting perspective into what you value and how you feel valued. Um, okay. That's just homework for you guys. So two bonus phrases that we didn't even plan to teach you today, but we're going to now. The first is lovebirds. Um, I mentioned that just a second ago. How would you define lovebirds? Just two people who are in love, right? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, and they're probably, probably still early on in their relationship. Yeah, that's true. Someone um, who's been married 20 years, no one's calling us lovebirds these days. Like we're still well, in love. But it's like unless you are um, like really affectionate in public. That's true. Then, then someone might say like, look yeah. at those two lovebirds, exactly. even if they're old. Totally. So if you um, are you if you're a person who uh, has no problem with PDA, public displays of affection, um, then people might look at you and call you a lovebird. Another phase we another phrase we could use is the honeymoon phase. So um, people use this to describe the beginning period of a relationship when everything is still like golden and lovely and wonderful, <laughs> right? 
Yes. And <laughs> I feel like we use this elsewhere too. This could yes. be super useful on IELTS because it like a new job. You're in your honeymoon phase for the first several weeks when everything's yep. great and easy and fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We use this. We you can apply this phrase to the lovely beginning of anything. anything. Really. Totally. Um, all right. So today, guys, we thought of some fantastic phrases you could use on IELTS to describe loved ones. Now, this doesn't have to be a romantic partner, right? Um, you're asked to describe relationships a lot on IELTS. Like what are different kinds of relationships the students might have to talk about. Yeah, maybe you need to describe your relationship with a grandparent or right. a friend, right? Because loved ones are all your friends and family, everyone you know well and love. Yep, exactly, exactly. So keep that in mind as we go through today's phrases, guys. So let's get to this vocabulary. Remember that idiomatic vocabulary is necessary if you're going to get a seven or higher on speaking and writing, guys. So let's get into this. What's the first phrase, Aubrey? The first one is over the moon, which can mean either that you really love someone, you're super excited about them. We use this in two different ways because we also just use it to mean we're really excited and happy about anything, mm -hmm. right? I could be eating like an amazing dessert and be like, yeah. I am over the moon about this dessert. Totally. <laughs> Remember that we love to exaggerate in English. So you never have to say like, oh, I'm happy. I'm excited. No, be like, there's so many ways to over the moon. Yeah. Um, and how useful is this phrase in speaking part one and part two? I know. Seriously, you're asked so many questions about things you like, right? What do you like to yeah. eat? Where do you like to go out? What kind of sports do you like? You could say you're over the moon about anything that you really like. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, okay, so the next phrase, head over heels. So this is very in love. That's all it means, right? I am very in love with something. Um, so it's a little different than excited over the moon, right? So over the moon is like extremely excited. Head over heels is extremely in love. Um, are you head over heels with anything right now, Aubrey? I'd say I'm still head over heels with my husband. Aww. So that's nice. Right after 20 years, nice. you can still that's say I'm still head over heels. He's fantastic. Um, well, I feel like sometimes I am head over heels for like a really good TV show or movie. Yeah, right. Totally. If I'm just like, oh, I love this show. I just finished watching uh, Inside Man on Netflix. Mm. I was head over heels in love because we can say that, right? We can add in love. I was head over heels in love with Inside Man and I watched all whatever, like eight episodes in like three days. <laughs> nice. And there's that feeling where you're like so sad when there are no more episodes. I know like, I oh. was. It's over. I seriously was. So like, I was kind of heartbroken when it was over. Um, all right. So here's another idiom, guys. To take one's breath away. Um, this is such a beautiful phrase. Now, you can, I mean, just imagine what this would look like and when you might do this, right, guys? Like, you can see this and know what it means. So to take your breath away is like, oh. <gasps> You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see me act it out and right. it might make more sense. <laughs> 
And we say this a lot, like when we first meet someone and you have that feeling of your breath being taken away because you're so impressed by them or stunned. But you can definitely also say this for any time you have that feeling. If someone does something so nice for you, you'd be like, that took my breath away. I feel like this is usually used to describe something that is like super beautiful and stunning, right? Like an image or the way something looks. So if we could just go back a second, just to remind you guys that each of these idioms does have a slightly different meaning. So over Mm -hmm. the moon is like extremely excited, head over heels, extremely in love, take my breath away. It describes something that's extremely beautiful usually. So, um, like a, like view a sunset, take your breath yes, away. Exactly. the beach, right? Just yeah. extreme beauty. We could say it was so stunning. It took my breath away. So I, um, if you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you know, I'm really into wood burning right now. So I follow all of these wood burning artists on Instagram and I swear like, oh my gosh, so many of these pieces take my breath away. These are intricate portraits of people and animals simply created by burning things on wood. It's amazing. Awesome. It's just so impressive, right? When you recognize the artistic talent that goes into it and the creativity, art often will take your breath away, definitely. Yes. And it's interesting to think about, it's the same as the adjective breathtaking, when you're just yeah. saying it in a different way, right? Totally. So you could definitely use both of those just to talk about how impressive something is and use that idiomatic language. Yep, exactly. So in uh, on the theme of Valentine's Day, right, when you see someone for the first time and they're just like so attractive, then you would tell someone about that and be like, the first time I saw my husband, he took my breath away. Right. Um, (laughs) Okay. so to give someone butterflies, this is another different meaning. When do we use that phrase? Yeah, when usually it's when you first meet someone, you're a little nervous. So we say you have butterflies when you kind of have that tightening in your stomach that you're a little bit nervous. But we do collocate this mostly with the feelings we have when we're excited about someone we're dating or someone we're in love with. Right, exactly. So um, you guys might be familiar with like the butterflies in my stomach as an idiom to to describe nervousness, like before a performance, a presentation, you have butterflies in your stomach. But when we say that someone gave you butterflies or gives you butterflies, it's a little bit different, right? It's like this excited, nervous feeling about someone that you really like. So it is a little bit different. Yes, a good point, right? Because that to say someone gave me, that's a totally different meaning before a presentation. You wouldn't want to describe on all IELTS a presentation and say that someone gave you butterflies because that's going to be confusing. It's like, wait, you liked someone was good looking in the audience? (laughs) It's different. I know, right? Like the presentation gave me butterflies. Like that doesn't sound right. (laughs) So anytime you see someone and you like, like automatically you're like attracted to this person and it makes you kind of nervous because you're like, are they going to like me? Should I say something? I don't know that you, that's how you describe that situation, right? This person gave you butterflies. So we want to finish up today guys with um, just some phrases to describe specific relationships. Yes. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. So, for example, spouse, partner, or girlfriend, boyfriend, for a person that you are dating or married to, you need to have all this vocabulary. There's a good chance you'll be asked about these relationships on the IELTS exam. So a spouse is another word for husband or wife, right? But it's genderless. So spouse is anybody you're married to. Now, partner. I think this might be confusing to non-native speakers, possibly. A partner could be a spouse or it could be a long-term girlfriend or boyfriend, right? You don't have to be married, but if you've been together a while, you know, like you're together together, then that person is your partner. Yes, exactly. This is the most sort of neutral. It takes gender out of it. If you mm -hmm. don't want to be clear about whether you're married or dating or have really defined the relationship, you can always just say my partner. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so boyfriend, girlfriend, people still do say that. But again, since um, we're moving away from gendered terms in English, uh, a lot of people do replace that with partner these days, right? But people mm -hmm. still say boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, I hear um, both for sure. Yeah. Now, fiance is someone that you are engaged to. You are engaged to be married to this person. You've both agreed you will get married. <laughs> and there's tiny difference in pronunciation. You'll hear it both ways. Some people say fiance and some people say fiance. Both are correct. That's They're true. coming. I don't know why, right? It's coming from a French huh. word, but you'll hear both and both yeah. are accurate. You can use both on IELTS. Both are correct. Yep. And now here are two very fun, fun idioms to finish up today, guys. Um, so if you if there is a very close friend in your life who is a man or a boy or whatever, and this person is like so close to you, like you're closest friend. It seems like you could be related. You wish they were your brother. You could call them brother from another mother. Then just the rhyming <laughs> is so fun. That's very it's playful. So fun. <laughs> um, now, um, since we have to have a term to describe a girl in this situation as well, um, if the girl um, is someone that you're very, very close to, you wish was your sister, then you could say sister from another mister. <laughs> That's so good. The writing. Whoever came up with those. Genius. They're so fun. Now, so fun. Those, those last two are super slangy, guys. Mm -hmm. So just make sure to only use them in speaking part one or part two. Yes. There is such a good chance that you guys will get questions about relationships, about loved ones totally. on IELTS. You want to be ready with idiomatic language, slang, right? You need both informal and formal. So this episode, all of this vocabulary is really going to help you be ready for these questions on test day. Totally. And remember, guys, a lot of those idioms we described um, aren't just about love, right? They're used Very to versatile. describe a lot of different emotions. So definitely listen to this episode a couple times and take notes, guys. Yes. Awesome. We'll see you next time, Jessica. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.